Okay, so, so let's stop. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Parenting Unknown Podcast. My name is Matt. Thanks again for listening for another week. Hope everything is going well with you guys. Uh, I know it is going good with me. Can't complain. Things are opening up a little bit more. Fully vaccinated, so that fear of, you know, whatever's going to happen is a little bit gone. But still being cautious, still keeping my distance with people in general. And something I've done before because, let's face it, I don't like people getting too close into my personal space and this just made it more to more grand <laughs> but for today's episode i want to talk about trauma of poverty and yes that's a real thing there is trauma of being poor there is trauma in being in a poverty state i never knew there was this was such a thing but apparently it's major and with some research i stumbled across it and started looking into it and started cross-referencing of what i was going through and I was poor. And as poor kids, you would hope you're not because, let's face it, at school, kids are cruel. Kids make fun of you. And if they catch a whiff of you being broke, the jokes are going to come and kick you. But some experts considered childhood poverty as a form of trauma. And coming from that and looking into this more, I could definitely see it. Apparently, some experts say Kids growing up in poverty are constantly releasing stress hormones called cortisol. Hope you didn't butcher that, butcher that name up. Which can give them a short attention span and short tempers. And I thought, actually, I only thought that trauma was just physical or mental. And not outside factors like coming from a specific class. Poor, medium, rich. Or maybe I just thought this because... I thought what was going around was just normal. It was just something I was born into. And as a kid, you really you really don't know if you're poor until you're told you're poor. And usually that's from other kids. And they're the ones to tell you that, you know, you're poor. And sometimes when they find out you don't have certain things they'll, they, they have, that's when they'll let you know. <laughs> or if you were someone like me, you were reminded about it on a constant almost a daily basis once you got once I got to a, a certain age some of the stress on, that's weighted on parents can leak over to the kids and the kids can feel that stress as much as the parents do and let me tell you it sucks and it takes away from other things that kids should be doing and not worrying about traumatic events like this can change how the brain develops and it affects how the body responds to stress from a kid and it goes on as they age and as we get older, it can be linked to health problems, mental illness, and substance misuse in adulthood. So far, this is che- this is going off on so many checks about my family, about me personally. Not the misuse of drugs, but you know the stress, the I guess you could say mental illness, which I it's hard to admit, but yeah. But, you know, this is something that hits close. Uh, it cl- hits close to home, and I, I'm pretty sure it's like many others. And as I do research of this, I feel like a detective starting to see all the clues and connect the dots. Poverty affects one in six American children. Some of those are being food insecure. What is that? 
It's kids worrying about where the next meal is coming from. Worrying if mom or dad will have enough to feed us this week. If we're going to eat today besides what we're going to eat at school. And unfortunately, this is a way too common story in America. And it's sad because America being one of the richest countries in the world, yet we sent so much money out to different countries. We have so much money into our military that just grows and grows and strong arms the competition on the world. And for me personally, I feel like we got to take care of ourselves before we start offering help to other nations. Yes, that sounds like what stupid Trump was saying about, you know, making America great or bullshit like that. I'm not looking into politics about this. Is it just straight out? We have so many families that are struggling, you know, for food, struggling for bills. And yet all that money that we send out to different countries, it's kind of a slap in the face. And I know everyone's, well, not everyone, but some people might turn around and say, well, why don't people get a jobs and why don't you go provide? And it may be easy for you. And that's all fine. Let's face it. It's not like that for everybody. Everybody goes to their own thing. Everyone has their own, their own issues. The fact that we have kids starving in our own country, kids homeless in our own country, it's unacceptable. It's even sad, too, because when you look in the whole grand schemes of the world, every country has the ends and natural resources to take care of its own citizens. Here, there's way too much homeless. There's way too much homeless veterans, way too much mental people without proper care. And one too many children is way more than enough. The stress kids feel can lead to inflammation linked to cardiovascular disease and diabetes. As a collective, we have to try and relieve the stress from the kids. The stress we feel as being an adult, such as paying bills, rent, food, work, all of our worries, really shouldn't have to translate onto what the kids feel. It's too harmful and... Honestly, as a 31-year-old adult, I'm feeling the results. So it goes to the question, what, what can we do? And it's something small, basic. Me and my wife talk about whenever we're discussing about bills or money for that reason, we shouldn't be talking about this in front of the kids. You know, wait until they go to sleep or just when they're not in our presence. And even talking to code won't help because kids feed off the emotions and stress and anger someone can put out in their voice. And it just hurts him deep. And if you don't believe me, next time you're angry or, you know, sometimes, you know, kids aren't perfect. And they get under our skin and we'll let out a little yowl or whatever have you. As you're doing that, kind of look at the kids and see their, their look in their faces. And imagine that constantly going over, especially with bills and rent, food. When they get a little bit older, how that how that affects them. And I'm not perfect. I try to work on myself every day. And whenever I slip, I expect my wife to check me, set me straight. And I mean, it's not a personal talk on me. It's to make sure that the environment for our kids is okay. And rightfully so. So when a few times I got really upset at the kids and my voice raised, and to be honest, it breaks my heart to think that that look in their eyes was caused by me uh, scaring them. So every day I try to check my emotions to prevent that. It's a small step, it's a small little thing to kind of, before you act, think, take a deep breath, say something. And I know it's hard with that, especially with small little kids to get on. They try to get on your nerves sometimes because that's what they do. You know, trying it, it, it doesn't hurt. But kids being sponges at that, that you know, that age of the mine are, 
they're constantly feeding on emotions and everything that's around them. I guess if you try to make your own, I guess if you try to make your house the best as you can, the kids won't feel that they're poor and they could be focusing on, you know, kid problems. <laughs> so during research, I found some points that kept popping up over and over different articles. And some of them, well, a couple of them were social class and childhood stress. At the beginning of infancy, lower social class children are more likely to have strong, frequent, or prolonged exposure to major traumatic events. The frightening or threatening conditions that induce stress response. Meaning 365 days out of the year, you're going through something. Another one was income and childhood stress. The lowest income children are more likely to have been exposed to frightening or threatening experiences more than upper class children. And let me tell you, in my family, sometimes they would complain about money, but they sure had enough when it came to drugs or booze. Fucking sad, right? And sad to say, too, race and childhood stress was another one. Black children are more likely than white children to be exposed to some of these circumstances. There's more than I could count of events that either made me cry or just have the biggest feeling of fear. And in my area, it was just more common. A lot of parents and family members were the cause for us kids to see, you know, different behavior problems, different, uh, just different events. These events developed, you know, what our trauma that we went through. And I have seen the effects on this, but never really paid attention to any much of it. Just because it felt normal. But researching this, I could see all of it. I could see all the effects it's caused on myself and for the people near me that I grew up, and family and friends. And after seeing what this has led to, you know, from what I've seen cause it, I can tell that I could definitely say that I don't want this for my kids. I mean, this is the last thing me and my wife want the kids to experience. We should take the burden of worrying or stressing about little things or things that come with adulthood and keep it with us. Don't leak it onto the kids. I mean, I'll share anything in this world with my kids, stories, anything, whatever they want, but stress is not going to be one of them. Nothing sucked more in the world than when you're as a kid and having to worry about hearing your grandma say that they can't pay rent or if you guys were going to have enough money for bills, let alone to eat. I wish I could say that it was an isolated event, but this was daily. I stopped thinking that way, honestly, when I got my job and started clothing and feeding myself. It could have been prevented if the adult hardships were not talked about in front of the kids. I think it aged me mentally, and suddenly the struggles of childhood got shaded over by the clouds and worries about being an adult. And I'm going to be honest with you, like, this subject, I researched some of the points I wrote down. I written out what I wanted to say because, like I've talked about before, if I just talk, if I just rant, I just tend to go off on whatever end I'm following. And my words don't go along to what I actually want to say, meaning I stay off subject or I get off subject. And that's why some of these episodes, I research more, I develop more, because I want to stay on point. But honestly, saying these words right now, it's even more of an eye-opener than when I was researching it. 
because you know when you say something out loud, it's real. And as much as I was thinking about, you know, me as a kid, me worrying about our food, me worrying about if we're going to have a house to stay in, you know, next month, what's going to happen. Because for the longest while, it was just my grandma's social security that was keeping us afloat along with like food stamps and all that. And I don't know if you know anybody who's on social security, a lot of people, it's only about like six, 700 bucks a month. I think my grandma's was nine or something like that. And just because too, that I guess you could say, cause I was a kid of the state. She got money for me too. And what that means is that the state kind of pays you for the kid, meaning me. So I think for me, they got like another five, 600 bucks. Think of it as a big, uh, as a big babysitting bill for the whole year, for the whole month. I mean, and again, this, this story is too common too. It happens as adult thinking about rent, thinking about how much my grandma would make, how much they would get. It wasn't until my uncle actually got a small job taking care of her is to where some of these issues and events started subsiding. But to be honest, it really didn't. It only went away for a little bit, but they would fight constantly about bills, about my own, my uncle wanting new shoes, more cologne, him getting mad when I would ask for stuff from my grandma. And it was always a fight. It was, it's exhausting. It was exhausting. And some of that shit that I've, you know, fought with them against, it's leaked on to me now where I don't know. I just don't want to deal with none of that shit. And especially have that happen in front of my kids or have my kids think about, you know, if they're going to eat or not. And yeah, I know my son eats potatoes and my daughter follows suit next to him after that. It's not that hard to demand it. But still, if my son came up to me and said, Dad, I'm scared that we're not going to have potatoes. What am I doing as a parent? What am I doing as a father? I would take that as a defeat so badly. It, it would it would crush me. After all the stuff I'm saying about, you know, coming up coming up from my family, I, I couldn't have that happen. I won't let I won't let that happen. And thankfully for me, I have a strong ass wife who won't let that happen either. We're on the same page, especially when it comes to our kids. They go first. Our emotions and everything else is put second because let's face it, the kids are our future. These kids, my kids, your kids, they're our future. And the last thing you want is for these kids to grow up with a constant daily reminder of failure, a constant daily reminder of stress, being scared, being fearful, being hungry. Don't want any of that. You want them to be happy, productive, and just for them to grow up into their own and be the best persons that they can be. And more research we do into preventative actions, we can break these cycles. And it's something as easy as during the day you get a bill, you don't say nothing, kind of show your wife, put it away. Later on, talk about it when the kids are asleep, when they're not around. Easy as that. And if we do that, maybe we'll have a generation of kids to focus more about being kids and not having to deal with what we go through as adults. They could just be kids. They could be happy. Maybe we would have had so much people with mental issues as adults. And that's it for this episode. My kids inspire me every day. Everybody who does the best that they can, they try at least, inspires me. Go keep trying a little bit more. So thank you for listening to this. 
and until next week